Hey guys, welcome to the Mortgage Man Podcast. I'm Aaron, aka The Mortgage Man, and this podcast is brought to you by Tenta Financial Advisors, where we're going to discuss how to do mortgages, KiwiSaver, and personal insurance better. We're going to have lots of guests, lots of information, and lots of helpful tips so that you can speed up the process. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mortgage Man podcast brought to you by 10 to Financial Providers live from Barcelona and New Zealand. Hey Anthony, how you doing? <laughs> hey man, good to join you. <laughs> I was going to say like something real funny about Barcelona, but I can't think of it. Go on, give us, so, give us a weather update. It's, it's pretty cold uh, over it's here. It's currently 28 degrees at 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, and <laughs> there's it. no air conditioning where I'm staying, so you hear some background noise, it's because there's wide open doors trying to let in as much cold-ish air as possible oh there um, you go <laughs> thanks yeah, for taking the time to to get a, get one of these podcasts in while you're on holiday mate good well, on you know mate it's always it's always work comes first um, that's what i'm doing <laughs> at the beginning of the day um so today we're talking about how to figure out so if you are a borrower or potential want to be homeowner how do you figure out your budget how much do you feel how do you figure out how much you can borrow so you have a bit more uh direction on yes. what you should be looking for when you're looking at houses because um when we speak to people they're like i want to buy a house and mm. they want to kind of know how much they want to be able to buy for and there's so many different ways that people can um figure this out some of them yeah. include mortgage brokers and the banks directly by actually going in there and asking, and some of them are using online calculators, which, uh, like you were talking before we press record, are wildly, um, very wildly compared to which bank you uh, mm. put numbers into. So yeah. I guess maybe let's start with what is, I guess, maybe a natural journey for someone to kind of do their own research and how accurate would that be compared to the actual number that they might get yeah. at the end of the process that they get approved for? Yeah, so I think the, the natural process that most people go through would be, cool, I think they, they kind of get an idea, they, they, they build up a bit of a deposit and once their deposit starts getting over, you know, um, a level where they've got maybe a 10% deposit on the house, they start going, cool, I feel like we're getting closer to being able to buy something. Let's start looking, you know. Um, and then they go, okay, maybe they jump on Trade Me and or they look at a few real estate listings or and then they go, cool, these houses all look amazing, but how much can we actually borrow? Um, so that leads people down a many, many different paths. Uh, a common one that we, people might do is they'll just jump on their own bank bank website and they'll there's a section there where you can literally, if you just typed in A and Z, how much can I borrow? There's going to be a page there where you can give them a few details and it's going to spit out a random number. Um, so we just go the, back a little bit. Um, yep. I think also a natural process is people realize that maybe bank rules say 10% deposit means I can buy. So if they've saved up $80,000, yeah. they're probably just going to simply times their deposit by 10 and be like, oh, okay, I can buy a $100,000 property. Um, Correct. Which yeah. is such a, I mean, it's nice that you've got the deposit thing tipped potentially, but mm. <laughs> that doesn't just mean that you can borrow 
<laughs> the other yeah. money because there's so many more things that can come into the consideration of that. Yeah, I always say to people, fundamentally, there's two things. You need to tick the box for the deposit. And then say you, your example there, you've got 80,000, you're trying to buy for 800,000. Can your income support a loan of $720,000? That's the next question you need to solve. And that's kind of what this is, you know, this is talking about is how much can you afford based on your income of a mortgage? 100%. So they've gone on to Google and said, how much can I borrow ANZ calculator or ASB calculator or Westpac calculator or all of the three? Um, yes. What are they going to, yeah, what are they going to find? Is it going to be quite so, Yeah, so I reckon in terms of our accuracy percentage, it's probably about 25% accurate, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I did a quick experiment before we jumped on this podcast. Uh, two, I put some numbers in just pretending I was a... Uh, husband and wife with a kid. So uh, I'm earning 75,000, my partner's earning 75,000 and we have one kid. So the difference between the banks was um, ASB, for example, on their calculator at the moment said I could borrow 1,061,000 all the way down to the lowest one I could borrow was Westpac at 830,000. and effectively, there's a difference between the highest and the lowest estimate of $240,000, pretty much. So you, you can see that the accuracy of those estimates is pretty wild. And people often, you know, I'll, I'll tell them what they what we can we think they can borrow based on the numbers we put in. They said, well, the bank said I could borrow this. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's a big estimate they've given you. Yeah, so obviously that's a very high level. They're just asking your income and your kids. Now, I do remember on ASB's calculator, you can kind of um, add extra info, like extra expenses to be a bit more accurate. Did the other calculators yeah. do that? Yeah, so for, like some of them from the outset, they just asked what's, you know, how many people, what's your KiwiSaver percentage? Some of them yeah. asked, like, do you have a car? Um, some of them ask for a bit more of a basic rundown and then some ask what your like liabilities and ongoing expenses are so it's kind of interesting they were all pulling out different bits of information to kind of come up with these assumptions yeah because if someone asked me based on those numbers how much I could borrow I usually put just in my head as a very massive ballpark number is times their total income by like seven so yeah. in that example, 150, could you say could you say 75 for one person and 75 for the other was the income? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 150 times seven, I'd quickly do that in my head and be like, okay, that is technically a million and fifty you could borrow. So that's on par with the ASB's estimate. But then Westpac is still two hundred thousand dollars. And then for my process, when I'm just talking to someone on the phone, again, very high level. Then I'd be like, how many kids have you got? And then I'd bring that down. And then like, have you got any debts? Bring that down. Have you got yes. any expenses that are higher than average? Bring that down. So um, that's interesting that <laughs> Westpac is, I guess, more conservative. ASB is like, oh, you must be the perfect client and have all the great <laughs> Yeah. And, <laughs> and, a lot, and a lot of this is just sort of buys into the bank's sort of marketing tactics a little bit as well, I think, you know, mm. um, or just sort of what their appetite is. But yeah, again, very 25%. Um, I would say I wouldn't use this to start your house search, maybe just as a, a ballpark initial figure out some numbers but then yeah i'd go to the next step, uh, next what, step that was what the question was when i asked yeah what's yeah. the next step 
Yeah, so talk to um, either talk to the bank directly and get get them to give you an estimate, um, or you could talk to the likes of us. And what how we would do it would be we'd have a phone conversation with you. We'll send you a link to our portal. It's real. It's real easy. You just put in your income, your expenses, um, any credit cards or loan details that you have, any you know any other mortgages, just your your overall details. Don't even necessarily need to give us bank statements or any of that kind of stuff yet. Just fill out a form that takes 10 minutes. And then we can download that information into the actual bank calculators and we'll give you a much more accurate number based on that rather than just those online ones. And I'd say that's probably going to be more like 50 or 60% accurate. <laughs> and these are the ones that they supply with us that they actually use to assess the deal. So they're not the same ones that you as a no, customer can access. And they've got way more uh, specific things that they ask. And there's certain parameters that um, need to be stuck to, to be able to get these numbers. And yeah. without obviously trying to self-promote ourselves, um, like you said, you could go into the bank and get this done. However, if you <laughs> want to go into every single bank and ask them, hey, how much can I borrow? And then they'll be like, show us your expenses or tell us your expenses or fill out this form. That's like five yeah. potential forms that you're going to have to fill out. You do it okay. with a mortgage broker. Obviously, it doesn't have to be us, but we are best. Um, <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to only have to fill that form out once and then we can kind of be like, okay, based on your position where your income comes from your kids water income your specific position this bank is going to mean that you're going to be able to borrow more because we've actually got that high level um yeah 100 self-reported expenses at this stage so like you said not yet at the stage i'm not running back statements so like you're just basically gonna have a estimated guess of your expenses and then we'll be like okay based on that this bank is probably the direction we want to head in now we go on to step number three which is yeah so next step would be let's match up with uh, to see with the bank statements you've you're going to give us <laughs> whether the expenses you've told us are the same um because that's typically where we might see something that's going to uh if you've got an after a lot of after, after pays or credit cards or a lot of the things that we've covered in earlier episodes around what reduces your ability to borrow um if we cross-reference that you know with the information you said it might bring that borrowing down and at that stage once we've had a look at that i would probably say we're at about 80 percent accuracy on what you can borrow <laughs> um once we've had a look at your bank statements with what you've said you 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 you, you spend yeah and i mean this percentage of accuracy is in general terms sometimes it works out that from the very beginning and the very end yeah. is exactly what happens but i guess the reason why you're adding this in is because people forget about certain expenses or they um the way that they view their spending is quite different to how the bank views the spending because the bank is yeah. the most risk averse in this whole process because they're going to give you hundreds of thousands of dollars and they want that money back eventually so they want to make yeah. sure that you can afford to pay it off so um, they're going to be stricter i know that when i've applied for mortgages they're like oh yeah that one i can just remove or that one i can just stop and then the banks are like no we have to put it in there um, and then that will obviously lower your borrowing capacity so i guess to recap so far normal person will go onto google search okay cool that's not as accurate talk to a mortgage broker <clears throat> they will 
numbers in, that becomes more accurate. And then bank statements, and then after the bank statements, and we've assessed it, I guess, what we sent to the bank and then see, mm. see what happens. I mean, I think we're pretty good at getting the number right, but then there's always things that the bank finds that we just have no idea of. Like in exactly. like credit, credit scores or un, uh, unpaid debts or um, other stuff. Yeah, or like you, you had an unpaid debt from five years ago that I've had ones where somebody didn't know they had a debt from five years ago for a Netflix subscription that they cancelled or, you know, like that. And then they got the debt collected for it, but they weren't aware yeah. of it because they moved to dress or something like that. So there's lots of weird and wonderfuls that come up. Um, One point I think would be is quite prudent to sort of explain is that the numbers that we get on our calculators when we run your scenario it's not like the bank calculator spits out, you can borrow this amount of money. Um, there's actually quite a bit of interpretation because it just, it, it spits out a number that's called an uncommitted monthly income. And the banks move on their end, depending on what kind of lending they're after, what that, 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 that minimum uncommitted monthly income is. So un, the uncommitted monthly income is just what income do you have? minus all your expenses leaves you a, an amount left over as of uncommitted monthly income and they will adjust that you know all the time depending on many factors so yeah. we're looking at that number and then that's going to be how we help you determine what you can borrow it's not like yeah. it just says customer <laughs> x can borrow eight hundred thousand. It it's not that simple yeah, it's like based on what scenario does that you might have to be, and therefore, okay, mm. cool, try this number. Okay, that works. Oh, try this number. Oh, that one doesn't work. Try this number, but add in this. Yeah, it's not as exactly simple as we make it sound. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And then, yeah, depending on the property you're buying, then the number doesn't have to necessarily, the UMI doesn't necessarily have to be as high. It all is very much like if the scenario is this, then use this rule. The scenario is that use this rule but add this one so, yeah um it is fun and it's <laughs> and it's also <laughs> and it's also like sometimes what happens is yes you might be able to borrow a million dollars but when you actually figure out what those mortgage payments are going to look like you go oh bugger that i don't want to be paying that much in repayments so there's no point applying for that amount from the get-go you'd be better off applying for a lower amount because if you apply for less then the bank's probably not going to test you as rigidly, you know? So if you know you only ever want a loan of $800,000, it's pointless applying for a loan of a million. Yeah, for sure. So and then so kind of running both. Easier. Yeah, just running scenarios from both ends of the, of the spectrum is a good way to do it. Okay. So I guess, is there any other things that we should be mentioning in today's podcast oh, along the lines of yeah. this. I think um, just what you said in terms of like figuring out how much you actually want to borrow in terms of like how expensive it's going to cost to repay the mortgage um, yeah. I think we get a lot of questions like, oh, how much are the repayments going to be on that and that is quite easy to actually figure out then you can use Google and the bank's calculators put in what the loan amount will be and what interest rate they have advertised and then that's going to spit out a number that is going yes. to be your loan payments however be mindful that that interest rate may not be available when you get approved or you might have to pay slightly more if you have less than a 20 percent deposit so um 
Yeah, I'd I'd always do two. I'd always do two calculations for that. I would work out what your repayments will be based on the current interest rates, and then I'd also work out what your repayments could be if the rates went up by one or two percent max. You know, um, and then you're gonna sort of have your worst case scenario and your probably most likely case scenario. Yeah, one hundred percent. And get us the as well. Just yeah, we can do it as well. <laughs> Easy. Right. Cool. Cool. Well, I think that is pretty much everything for yeah. this morning. I can smell the bakery downstairs making like croissants or something. It tastes <laughs> go, um, go enjoy, man. Go enjoy. <laughs> um, so if you guys are listening and you want us to figure out exactly how much you can borrow based on different levels of what we just spoke about and make it more accurate than you figure it out by yourself, then you can email us hello at tanker.co.nz or obviously just reply to the email or um, leave a comment on wherever, wherever you found this podcast. Cool. Um, yeah. Talk to you guys next week. Anthony, have a great cool. evening. You too, mate. Have a good morning. I hear that you're having some ice cream, so enjoy it, which is weird for you. It's a winter slash spring, but, you know, everyone, everyone has their reasons. All right, man. I'll catch you later. All right.